Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third annual Comfortably Smug Liberal Hack Tournament presented by Ruthless. Folks, this is probably the most eagerly awaited event in March. The NCAA has nothing on this. We have a 65-person tournament of liberal hacks all competing for the title. The voting happens on Twitter, and the competition is intense. Josh, we should get right to the picks. Smug, thank you for throwing it over. Let me just say, for starters, there are hundreds of participants that tried to get into this year's field. It is rampant throughout the media. It's a very special field. We've got parties set up across the country in special selections to hear directly from the camps at large. Let's go right to the top four picks. Number one, our defending champion, Jennifer Rubin. Let's go live. We're live here from Jen Rubin headquarters where the reigning champion is thriving under new ownership. Ron Klain purchased the franchise shortly after last year's victory and Klain says he's ready to retweet his prized possession all the way to another title. Watch for an early brain worm boost from Dem Flax and White House staff. Back to you. Well, she's going to be a tough contender again, as she always is, but she's got competition this year. The number one seed in the fake news division out of Atlanta is Brian Stelter. Oof. I would not be surprised to see a rematch like last year. Those are it's truly a clash of the titans. They really are, one after another. The establishment division out of Georgetown. This year's number 1, Matt Dowd. Wow. Wow, no surprises. No surprises. This one, this one though is a surprise, right? Well, here. the way to online division out of New Haven, Connecticut, Nicole Hannah-Jones. I didn't see that one coming, fellas. I mean, I don't think her influence can be denied. I just want to see how she performs in the tournament. Those are the number ones. Let's get right to the brackets. We're going to start out in Atlanta at the fake news division where Brian Stelter, as we said, a former champion, and it was in last year's uh, final, is facing off against the 16th seed, Greg Sargent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time seeing anybody make it past Stelter. No, Stelter is a powerhouse here, but Greg Sargent definitely underrated an incredible liberal hack. <laughs> the number eight seed, Jim Acosta out of CNN. I think he's still living off of a two-year, three-year-ago run, but he's back in the field again to be facing off against Bloomberg's Sahil Kapoor. I mean, I, it says a lot about the strength of this tournament that you've got Acosta as an eight. Incredible. The number five seed, Don Lemon from CNN. He's facing off against Politico's Sam Stein. We go to Jeff Zucker, the number four seed. This is a big First tournament appearance. We're going to go live from Zucker HQ. Well, he's kept on knocking and they finally let him in. This is Jeff Zucker's first tournament appearance and it comes after banging the pipes that led to packing his bags at CNN. Zucker's homosexuality helped bolster a full-bodied effort this year that has left him as the top contender for this year's crown. Back to you. He's got a big matchup in a fellow CNN against him with Jeffrey Tubin. Well, I mean, I, 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 scandal plagued both. Uh, I think Jeffrey Tubin can pull it out. <laughs> We're going to stay in Atlanta with CNN with former CNN host Chris Cuomo with the sixth seed. He's facing off against a newcomer, but a late night veteran and Jimmy Kimmel. 
Wow. I mean, I got to be honest. These are CNN is really bringing the talent. There's a reason the fake news division is out of Atlanta, out of CNN HQ. I mean, you've got Zucker, Tubin, Cuomo, incredible powerhouses. Talent. Well, we're gonna stay there, and a bit of a surprise to this uh, uh, analyst, honestly, with the number three seed in Manu Raju. He's going to be facing off against a newcomer to the field, a name you know well, but as recent. CNN edition, Chris Wallace. CNN Plus edition, I believe. I mean, you, uh, honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't been with C- CNN. It struck me as a very CNN guy for the past few years, right? <laughs> <laughs> the seven seed is Chris Saliza. Always oh, a powerful contender. He's facing off against the number 10, Natasha Bertrand. Bill Crystal makes his return to the field as a two seed against Anderson Cooper of CNN, a very heavy CNN field in the fake news division. Definitely, and, and if, if we're being honest, I don't see Crystal as a two-seed, but you know what? Just like everything else, he probably inherited it from his daddy. So <laughs> what are you going to do, folks? <laughs> the play-in game starts in the establishment bracket, and it is Reed Galen of the Lincoln Project, a Weaver Man shanty out there facing off against a newcomer, Alyssa Farah. Wow, wow. I mean, th- th- that's the thing here, folks. The competition is so intense. You see rising stars on the way in the liberal hack bracket. It's yep. incredible. Le- leave it to the Lincoln Project guy to try to win a play-in game to get into the 16th slot. <laughs> My God! <laughs> well, they're playing for the honor of facing Matt Dowd. No easy task there. The eighth seed is Max Boot, always a treasure of a competitor, and he's facing off against Steve Schmidt of the I, Lincoln Project. This might be the, one of the most interesting matchups of round one. Yeah, I, was I can't wait say, to see this one. I mean, it's it's the talent is so concentrated here. When you've got Boot as an eight, Schmidt as a nine, I mean, the establishment division is stacked. Yeah, totally stacked. Again, the five seed, Nicole Wallace. She's going to be facing off against Charlie Sykes as a 12. You'll always see one of those fives go down to a 12. We could see that again. Uh, Jonah Goldberg makes a return to the to the tournament here at the four seed, facing off against newcomer Amanda Carpenter. Yeah, Jonah's sort of a, a controversial pick by the selection committee, but uh, it should be an interesting matchup. He's widely known because he has very bad dogs. So <laughs> a lot of folks online know him for that. Lincoln Project making a stout tournament appearance with another edition of Rick Wilson, who is at the sixth seed, facing off against ABC's Jonathan Carl. The number three seed is Tom Nichols. We're going to go live to Tom Nichols' camp. Reporting live from 36,000 feet, I'm here in the first-class cabin with the expert himself, Tom Nichols. From up here, it's even easier for Tom to sip champagne and look down on the poor, unwashed masses he despises. I spoke with Tom's full-time coach and part-time footstool, and he's extremely optimistic they can go deep in this year's tournament. Back to you. Tom's got to face a very stout Stephanie Rule at 14. That'll be a matchup to watch, fellas. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for that matchup, Airlines is a very apt setting and situation, folks. (laughs) Question about it. The number seven seed, Anna Navarro, is taking her show on the road to The View lately, but now she's going up against the number 10, Tim Miller, who is his second uh, appearance in the tournament. The number two seed, Sherry, my Sherry, Sherry Jacobus, 
taking on number 15, David French. And if you think about it, you know, pound for pound, I don't think you can get anyone with crazier takes in this tourney than Sherry. She's going to be a force to reckon with. We go out to the liberal activist division in Brooklyn. We already cover the number one seed, Jennifer Rubin. She will be facing off against the number 16, Wajahala Ali. The number eight seed is Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post, facing the number nine seed, Oliver Darcy of CNN. And you can't you can't think of two folks more suited for the liberal activist division than these two. I mean... A lot of folks don't even know Darcy's backstory. He's a Daily Caller alum, so the sellout is very hard with that one. And Glenn Kessler, I mean, goodness, the administration must be paying this guy for He might be writing a fact check right now on the Hack Madness tournament. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of a surprise with the five seed, Keith Olbermann, who, for my view, has been out of journalism for a while. But the minions have voted him in. He's going to be the five seed taking on... Joe Scarborough at number 12 at and MSNBC. I, I got to be honest, Scarborough's going to steamroll this Yeah, guy. frankly, I, I like the upset here. Rachel Maddow, also a bit of a surprise with the high number four seed taking on Parker Malloy. Lawrence O'Donnell, MSNBC, another, another entry with a six seed taking on ABC's Joy Behar. Yeah, I mean, that's a feisty 11 for Joy Behar. Yeah, Joy could go deep. If she keeps talking about how the Nazis weren't racist or whatever she had a little while ago, she could go deep in this I tournament. I mean, the thing is, is she, it's very clear, folks. A lot of folks follow the tournament, and a lot of these hacks, they want to win it. Any day on The View, she could drop a nuclear take and just be in the Final Four. That's Would right. not surprise me. An Elite Eight finalist from a year ago, Aaron Rupar, takes on the number three seed against... Politico's Ryan Lizza. Judd Legum at number seven, taking on Brandy Zadrosny at number 10. Yeah, you got Juddlegum, who always is dropping the takes. I guess he's, he, you know, his takes have been so bad, he can't even get a real job with a journalist's outfit. I think he's just a Substack guy now. He's got a seventh seed this year. Out to the final other side of the bracket. A very surprising first entry. Stephen Colbert takes on the number two. He's going to be facing off against NBC's Ken Delanian. We're going to move to the way to online bracket. This is where Hannah, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones takes on the number 16 seed, Ben Smith. Fellas, what do we think about that? It's, it's, it's going to be a great matchup. This division, I think the way to online is really worth watching. There's a lot of tough competitors here, and their whole business is off dropping the hottest takes Stre- possible streaky i think this is a streaky part of the bracket there's somebody could get you know catch fire in this side of the bracket and go deep in the tournament well that is well said because the eighth seed here is joy reed who has got a very formidable resume this year facing us against yamish elsendor at number nine always always a liberal hack when there's a white house press conference Molly Jong Fast is a five seed, taking on a surprising Robert Costa at 12 of the Washington Post. Daniel Dale, fact checker in charge at CNN, comes into the four seed. He's going to be facing off against the New York Times' Paul Krugman at 13. You know, I, I don't think if it's because I'm so much into finance that Paul Krugman at just a 13, the guy drops the craziest takes trying to launder the failures of this administration. I really want to see how far he gets. 
Another one of your freight favorites, Smug, is Dave Weigel of the Washington Post. He gets a sixth seed this year. Could be a little lower than you were anticipating, but he's facing off number 11, Larry Tribe. Yeah, I mean, Larry's got, I mean, his numbers. How many tweets does he have a day? It's got to be in three, four digits. <laughs> Very online. Uh, the number three seed, Ibram X. Kendi. Facing off against the number 14, Matt Iglesias. I don't know. There could be an, a, an upset there. What do you think, fellas? I mean, I think I think there could be an upset. The influence that Kendi has can't be denied, but at the same time, Iglesias. I mean, the guy is an OG of dropping terrible takes online. Another sellout in the seventh seed, <laughs> David Frum, <laughs> taking on number 10, Kyle Griffin. That's way too low for Kyle. Way too low. He's going to go. <laughs> and finally, the number two seed, a very anticipated campaign from Taylor Lawrence. Let's go live to her camp. Live from a 14-year-old's birthday party, we're here with Taylor Lorenz in a scene reminiscent of somebody's mom coming downstairs during the high school party in the tragic belief that these are her friends. This TikTok reporter is a two-seed in the way-too-online division this year, and it would obviously not be a surprise to see her add a visit to this Sweet 16 to the many others she will likely attend this month. We tried reaching out to her for comment, but she's locked herself in the bathroom and is crying because someone posted her actual age on her Wikipedia page. Back to you, Josh. (laughs) 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 Hard to get in the 15th seed after that, but she's going to be facing off my nemesis, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes at a 15th seed. That's how competitive this tournament really is. It really is, and... Folks, I cannot tell you enough, you know, the feedback we get from folks. Everyone is so excited. This is the real March Madness right here. We had over a million votes cast last year. The folks are excited. The competition is stiff. There's a couple of things. Let's just talk about this for a minute. We have uh, the four one seeds. I think we all agree. Very stout. A little bit of a surprise that Nicole Hannah-Jones is a number one. But then again, a stout competitor. What do we think of the field, fellas? It's, uh, you know, I think we ended on a really strong contender. I think I think Taylor might not have a shot at winning like a 40 under 40, not fitting, you know, the requirements. <laughs> I think she fits the requirements for a liberal hack. I think she's going to go far. My sleeper picks here, uh, Sherry Jacobus. I mean, yeah. she's a two seed, but I really feel like she could go deep, be, be someone to really challenge Dowd. Also... Uh, Joy Behar. I think Joy Behar there at an 11 is a steal. That is a steal pick, no question about it. I look at, look, Jeff Zucker at a four. Yeah. He's had a year that gives him, to me, a one seed and maybe the overall number one seed. He's got the middle of that bracket. If he gets by Tubin, I think he's sailing. But does, does the voting reflect the body of work that's the thing or what happened this week were they in the news if it reflects body of work zucker will go far in this tournament if it's was he in the news this week he may flame out early yeah i mean i think it's a philosophical question again you know i invite everyone vote online you know follow the ruthless account on twitter we're gonna send out every one of uh the the polls out there for these matchups because it is the people Deciding, We all have our opinions, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the votes that are cast. And and for me, I think I think Duncan brought up a great point. It's a philosophical question. Are we looking at the body of work that these people have put up over, over a lifetime? I see it more just, you know, the same way as this tournament. Who has performed over the past year? 
to get in here and compete. That's that's what I'm basing it off of. So look, let's take a look at the last two in. The play-in game, Reed Galen, Alyssa Farah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's going to get attention. It's going to get attention. What do we like about that, and what do we think about the people, the bubble busters, the ones that didn't make it in? I think I think the very interesting. I, I, I want to give kudos again to the selection committee of, of putting Farah in the establishment bracket, which 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 is a really good you know wink and a nod to the folks who you know the folks who know. You've got this. Uh, she she's got CNN contract now, right? That's is right. That, that's, okay, and uh, her her job is basically why why can't everyone be nice and, and polite when you, you come from the Freedom Caucus, you know? And it's like, well. I guess the check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. I will say there's a couple. Rachel Bade of Politico, I thought was a very formidable contender this yep. year. Yep. Didn't make the, the team. I can see three or four slots in here where I may have put her in. Aaron Blake of the Washington Post, in my view, always a formidable contender. I find that print journalists don't have the same sort of SWAT in this tournament selection committee than maybe the TV people do. And, and I think that's a very interesting dynamic. And in, in looking at the voting is, this is name recognition. Like, you know, when, when for example, Taylor's like, oh, every journal has to build a brand. Who's going to go deep is the folks who go out there every day and grind on being the biggest liberal hack they can be. You know, that might not necessarily translate for a newspaper reporter, but a lot of these folks every day, they're just dropping nuclear takes, just absolutely throwing any sort of credibility they have in the mud for fame. They're the best in the business, folks. We should add, and I think Smug made reference to this, this is a selection committee. We are not the ones that are picking That's right. this group. That's right. This From the ground up. Put together by this is, a large... This is the people's pick. A know? large selection committee. Frankly, I don't know that I agree with all the seedings or picks here, but it is what it is, and I feel like we're going to have a... Hell of a tournament this year, yeah, fellas. Thank you very much to the selection committee, all the minions out there who did all this hard work. I also want to plug the fact that if you go to hackmadness.org, you can fill out your own bracket there. Some wonderful minions went ahead and created a website for this thing. I mean, there's there's nothing better than the grassroots. Like the the support we have on the show is so appreciated. The following that we have, the folks who are out there making this happen, thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, I think we've got what it takes to another month of content here, fellas. This is going to be a wonderful March Hack tournament, and I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, so play-in game voting starts today. It starts today. So uh, if you are listening to this on Tuesday, as you should be, by noon, the poll should be live for the play-in game. Folks, go out there and vote. Follow the Ruthless Podcast Twitter Print out the bracket. I know last year everyone was tweeting us photos of their brackets that they'd filled out. And it, that's what it comes down to, folks. There can be only one winner. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Wednesday. Stay ruthless. <laughs>